Hello and welcome to the Geekatorium podcast number 46. It's time for us to just have a little chat. Uh, we're going to be talking about the things that we've been watching this week. Things like Cobra Kai, The Boys, Great British Bake Off, Ted Lasso. I've watched 600 episodes of The Simpsons. Seriously, I have watched way too many episodes of The Simpsons now. I also talk about the documentaries that I've been watching this week. We talk about what we've been playing. Things like uh, Jedi Last Order, Arkham Knight, and uh, I've played that classic, Per Rapper the Rapper. And of course, we put together our Fantastic Five, which this week is Fantastic Five Cameos. Please let us know what you think of the podcast. Uh, you, you can do that on social media. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Just search for The Geekatorium. And if you read, and you know what? There's a couple of things that you can do. I mentioned earlier this week, but there's a couple of things you can really do to help us. One, whatever platform you're listening on, whether it's Apple, Spotify, TuneIn, just hit subscribe please so you can get the latest episode straight onto your device and on those uh, platforms please leave us a review and also share this podcast with your friends and family let them know what you're listening to and if you enjoy it and of course the other thing you can do is that you can nip onto our patreon as well and if you sign up for one of the tiers you'll get a whole host of perks which are exclusive to our patreon subscribers things like deleted scenes and lost footage and of course you get to chat with us, the creators of the Geekatorium podcast, and help us shape the future of it, or even just ask us random questions. So it's a lot of fun. Please come and get involved. But without further ado, let's go into the podcast. I think as well. Hold on, let me just check something. Mm. Yeah, I might have to turn myself down a tad because I think my microphone is picking up my laptop fan. Fantastic! Fantastic! Fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Will that make it into the cut? Who knows? We'll find <laughs> out because that last cut was still one hour eighteen for our fast, fantastic five and chat. That's yeah. Incredible. Yeah. Shows you how that's much when we try to shorten our podcasts. I know. Hey, let's shorten our podcast and make two equally long podcasts instead. It just yeah. goes to show you, listeners, that we just talk a lot of shit for a long time. Yeah, we do. Yeah, we do. <laughs> Especially long. when we do purposely go, no, let, let's just blitz through this. Let's be quick. Let's just, uh, no, no, we end up dwelling. We get mm, sidetracked. We mm, get excited. Mm. It's it's because there's so many exciting things to talk about. So it's, many exciting things to talk about. It's the conversational equivalent of going down a YouTube hole. <gasps> just yes. keep on like yes. clicking and clicking and wiki links mate it's wiki links like. it's wiki links like it's like <laughs> oh how about this now oh oh i didn't know that oh my god did you know that peter rabbit was originally marie curie i didn't know that <laughs> it's just like the weirdest facts and things that we find out it's it's utterly insane i couldn't believe when i was editing like i wasn't well that's the thing i said to myself i'm not going to edit this down i, I just want to for the first time in like ever since we started doing this like started, started doing the podcast in this format i was like I'm just going to send it out as it is. Now, yeah. I did end up trimming about five minutes, but like just f like a lot of that was, and then also, and also a couple of bits where we just sort of like paused for a little bit too long. Um, yeah. And also the little bit of the, yeah, the beginning where we clap and try and sync up. I cut that <laughs> out, but the rest of it is pretty much unfiltered us. Um, e even to the stage where I, I te remember texting you and going, I think I'm going to keep the fuck up in the exit 
uh, speech. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> I was like, I listened to it. And then I was like, it was the chat that we had afterwards about it, that why I messed up, that just made me laugh. And I was like, I think I'm going to keep it in. I think it's quite funny. Yeah, um, why not? Yeah. And then I was like, but then we're going to have nothing to put up on Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> well, to be fair, to be fair, we don't have any Patreon subscribers right now. So, <laughs> oh, uh, oh, I'm wounded. Yeah, I'm totally wounded. Don't worry. That's, yeah, I'm self-harming with that. But, yeah, um, yeah, 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 totally. You know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm okay with it. You know, we've got to build that trust. We've got to build it. Absolutely. How have you been getting on this week, anyway? How are you, I've been how doing you been okay. Getting on? Yeah. I'm doing okay. Just, you know, the world's on fire. <laughs> it really um, is. It's 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 on fire, or at least it should be. Then maybe it'll be sterilized. Do you, know. do you remember, like, at the beginning of the year when Australia was on fire and we thought that was the worst thing in the world? <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen the fires in California the last few weeks? Yeah, exactly. Like, and do you there, remember, like... the Ast- There was a no, fire tornado. I know. I Right. It <laughs> was a fire tornado. That's like, like a B movie. Our like, our life is a B movie right now. <laughs> it's it's yeah. Next we're going to. Oh my god. Oh, that, you've just reminded me of like when you talk about B movies. I like I hate B movies. I don't know why my videos slow down. Um, I hate B movies. And I remember seeing one where it was like obviously two producers went right. We're midway between. Easter and Halloween. Yeah. We need to make a movie for this. Why? Because we do. Shut up. (laughs) (laughs) What's your idea? Hear me out. Hear me out. Come on, say it. No, no, no. Just just hear. Trust me. Trust me on this. Okay, what is it? The Beaster Bunny. (laughs) Take my money. This is a movie that genuinely exists and I want to, I've not watched it yet, but I want to so badly just because I, I think it will be awful. I think it'll be as, exactly as awful as it sounds, but it exists in the world. There it is sounds like it was made for insurance purposes. Like, <laughs> <laughs> But I love seeing like those, um, those, those, those types of movies in the wild because like, you never expect them. And as, they're always like, why would you mash up those two things and why do they have to be horror? Like, I don't, isn't there like, um, there's a company, I forget what they're called. There's a company that exclusively does bad lookalikes. So like they did one called like Transmorphers. Uh, and, uh, I, I can't remember any of the others that, that one just stuck with me, which was Transmorphers, but they, there's a whole film company that all they do is just do poor. I think they've, they, um, there's uh what is it? The, Are you the, talking the, about the trauma studios? I think it's. I think that's it. Yeah, and yes, they do like the, Defenders the that, of the Galaxy, and that was and, the one that James Gunn used to direct for. Oh, really? Trauma Studios. Um, there was a. They did a. Um, I remember seeing this when I was a teenager. It was called Tromeo and Juliet. <laughs> and, but like the way, like it was just basically it was Romeo and Juliet, but set in like current times. And I remember see, like the, the the way they kill Mercutio is like the most horrific thing I've ever seen. Like, <laughs> it, it, essentially, like, they, they take this guy and like they, they take Mercutio, the guy, he gets, he gets beheaded, yeah? And you go, okay, it's, and it's like fake blood all over the place. And it's, it's, it, it is what it is. It's over the top sort of like gore. And you're going, oh yeah, it's fine. I can deal with that. It all looks fake. And then the next thing, you, it, it goes to his head, Mercutio's head flying across the screen in the air. And you're like, okay, what's happening here? And then 
you see this family sedan sort of coming along, family in the car, and Mercutio's head lands on the the window of the car, the front of the car. The dad panics, overturns the car, and the family are like running away from the car as it's burning on fire. It's like, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You you are right to look like that. It, It was interesting to say the least that's that's fantastic though I, I mean yeah i mean if you get a chance to watch it please watch it like the trauma movies were just something else like it's about when i was a teenager i absolutely loved how bad they were like it, it was... oh yeah you gotta love like a a, a a truly awful film like even like say something like um uh, battle battlefield earth Oh, no, no, but the thing is, like, Battlefield Earth was trying to be a good film. Oh, no, the, of course. But the, the trauma you films. watch it as a comedy. It's great. Yeah, 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 absolutely. But trauma films were not trying to be good. No. They were just trying, they were just, and, like, there's other things. I remember there was one B-movie I watched, a uh, horror movie, and it was, like, about a guy who watched all the cut scenes from horror films that right. he went psycho and became and started killing people. He became a serial killer because he watched all the B sides of horror films. He watched all the B roll, the B movies of B movies. And it was just like, wow. it was so ridiculous. But like, I used to love those movies because they were so ridiculous. I mean, so I, 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 so one, one thing, remember John Barrowman was in, I, I can't remember. I think it was like shark attack three or something stupid like that, but it oh has one of those, um, it has one of the most famous lines from one of those shit movies ever, which is like, it's like, ah, oh, it's been a stressful day, huh? Yeah, stressful day. Do you want me to take you home and eat your pussy? It's like, <laughs> w- what? <laughs> and I think John uh... Barrowman got to b- deliver that line. John Barrowman, of all people, delivering John that Bar- line is, yeah. Oh, yeah. my God. Hang on but a also, there's those movies like The Human Centipede. Oh God, yeah, and I still refuse. Like, I no, no, no. I've I seen... know someone who was in the Human Centipede too. <laughs> you what? Yeah, she's oh, a YouTuber now. But uh, yeah, yeah, you would have to be a YouTuber and after watching that, like being in that, like, oh my God, that's uh, yeah. that's pretty awful. Hey, isn't it? it was a paycheck. It was a very paycheck. true. Very, very, very true. You know. Yeah, why <sighs> not? Why not? Take work where you can get it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Hey, if just... they were making a Human Centipede 5 right now, I would sign up for it. Would you? Would yes. you actually? Can't be any worse than what's going on in the world right now. Well, you say that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. What have you got? <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. It's okay. I'm only like, I'm, I'm like, yeah, like, I, I, I reckon we're like two weeks away from someone hitting the reset. Like, I, I genuinely think the last thing we need to do is just unplug the earth and plug it back in again and maybe everything will be okay. Mate, like, unplug the earth and leave it unplugged. Oh, God, yeah. Turn like, off just, the machines. Yes, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Last person on the way out, just switch off the lights. You know, like at the end of a, like a, a sitcom. <laughs> just yes. Look around, look around wistfully at the earth as it's burning. Just go, hmm. Turn around, switch off the lights, leave. Yep. That's 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 what we need to do. Remember 2020. It's December 31st, 2020. Just switch <laughs> off the lights as we walk away. Just have Ted Danson, smile <laughs> Riley, looking around the earth, switch off the lights and leave. That's it should be it should be the leads of all of our favorite sitcoms. So it should be Ted Danson, Zach Braff, Kelsey Brammer. Yeah, uh, yeah, Kelsey yeah. Brammer, the, um, the cast of Friends. Yeah, David Schwimmer. Uh, yeah, all yeah, of the, yeah. All of the people just like all their li- linking arms. 
pulling a switch together. Yeah, <laughs> just great. no, but you got to remember you got to have the the, the, the wistful look, the, the look around like, and the wry smile, the oh the memories, <sighs> and as, you know, and just walk away. Just walk away. You have, uh, and then you have Kelsey Grammer on a plane leaving. <laughs> the camera pans around the apartment and looks at all the things that we've remembered so fondly. Oh my God. Just end 2020. <laughs> and then we do, do you know what 2020 is? It's the end of how I met your mother. <laughs> if 2020 was a sitcom, it's how I met your mother. Wow. Right? Shots fired. Well, hear me out. You initially think, hey, How I Met Your Mother is pretty decent. It starts off, you think, oh, this is this is pretty fun. And as it goes on and on, you realize how much of a horror show it is, especially on rewatch. When you look back at it, you go, oh, my God, it really was that bad. And then it gets to the end of it and you go, seriously, is that how it ends? No. Nah. <laughs> there was a time when you when you were watching it, you're like, yeah, these are the sort of people that I would like hang around with. And then when you watch it back years later, you're like, all these people were assholes they were awful people they, they were, were all awful. terrible people oh my god I, I i i i was a big fan of how i met your mother when it first came out and now i'm just like watching going i was a douche forever <laughs> you were liking this like what was i thinking yeah but oh i can't believe this i mean talking about that i mean what what have you been watching this week oh do you know what i have i've watched so much really this week. i don't know how i've been able to do it um but when I say so much, I have watched another two seasons of television. Yes. <laughs> How have you got time to do this? This was actually quite easy to do because it's essential. Because, right, I have watched two seasons of Cobra Kai. Brilliant. Love it. Love One it. of the finest TV shows I have ever fucking seen. Wow. That is a bold Serious, statement. Serious, mate. It is so good. And what's great as well, they're, they're half an hour episodes. So they're 30 yeah, yeah, minute yeah. episodes, right. 10 episodes a season. Mm. They're like just long movies. It's like three yeah, and a half yeah, hour yeah. long movies. Okay. The writing is spectacular. Every mm. tiny thing that someone does has a knock-on effect, either later that episode or in the next one, and you know it's going to happen. Like you see someone, like you know, they might buy a thing, and you're like, oh, if they buy that thing, then that means it's not going to be on the shelf for the next person. And you're like, oh my god! And it just the domino effect as the seasons progress is so good. And do you, do you know what Cobra Kai is? I'm sure you do. Yeah, yeah. Oh god, yeah. I mean, come on, look at me. I am Ralph Matt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's a bit of a dick in this series. I I I, I even did karate when I was a kid. Of course <laughs> you did. Yeah, of course I did. Like I was rubbish at it, but I did it. Uh, uh, I did tai chi. I did tai chi oh, once. Okay. You <coughs> but tai the chi. fact that tai, tai chi. Well, no, it was it's tai um, chi when they're like. Oh, I'm just gonna it was called. It was a fighting slowly. style called Shuang Yang. I think it was called. Just moving slowly. It was just <laughs> moving slowly, though. Yes, yes. Uh, okay. But it was because, uh, quick thing, uh, I had a lung problem. Uh, I had a collapsed lung three times, so I did something for breathing. That's, yes, that's you, why you, you, you have told me that before, yeah. um, the collapsed lung bit, but you didn't tell me that you were um, uh, 70 years old. Yeah, uh, there, there was a lot of them in the class, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then eventually I, I left. Because um, I kept on getting told off for doing it wrong. And there's like this. Were like, you moving too fast? No, well, there was like the 70 year old woman who couldn't move her arms properly. N never a word said to her. I'm trying my fucking best. And she would always single me out. And I'd be like, you know what? I don't need this. I don't need this. 
Uh, I mean, I your, lung needs, your, your lung needed it, but you didn't need it. <laughs> <laughs> I learned how to breathe again, so I was fine. Anyway, Cobra Kai. Cobra Kai. Yes, Cobra Kai. So good. But the fact that the whole thing is on perspective. So there's a there's a, a wonderful scene where the lead guy who, who was the bad guy in the first Karate yes, Kid, yes, and he's yeah. now like the lead of this show. Mm. There's a bit where he tells the basically the whole story of Karate Kid. Oh, from his point of view? But from his point of view. Oh, wow. Amazing. And I of course, this... you the way it's presented, you're like, yeah, actually, uh, Danny LaRusso was, was an arsehole. Absolutely, Danny yeah. LaRusso was. And he's an arsehole now, so, but not entirely. So there's, there's a couple of moments where they slowly sort of look like they're going to become friends and put it all behind them and then something blows up and then, you know, oh, it all goes, God, goes yeah. But those moments, you're like, come on, guys, you, you want the same thing. Yeah, come on, yeah, yeah. Come on, stop arguing about a girl from when you were 14 years old. You know, <laughs> I mean, that's just creepy, isn't it? When the guys get to like their 40s, <laughs> still arguing. I'll tell you what's creepy is uh, Danny LaRusso is now married. And because he still looks kind of childlike, you keep on. Th- I keep on thinking that his wife is his mum. Because <laughs> she looks not. She's a beautiful woman. Don't get me wrong. She is a beautiful woman, but she looks like she could play his mother. Absolutely amazing. But they amazing. actually get his mum from the original movies. She she comes no, in. No, seriously. Everyone from the original movies have been. Obviously, apart from Pat Morita, Mr. Miyagi, he he he's, he dead. But uh, but <laughs> <laughs> he did. <laughs> but uh, no, everyone. They even had a bit. One of the um, one of the other bullies that was um, uh, Johnny's friend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. In real life, uh, he 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 recently died of cancer. Uh, but in season two, they, they wrote that in and him and the other guys from their crew, they have like one last night out with him. No, they have seriously. A scene for it. It's so beautiful. It's so good. The writing really, in the show is yeah. great. I really want to watch it. Like, um, but, you know, wife wants to watch it as well. Mm. But she's never seen Karate Kid. Oh, yeah. You've got to watch Karate Kid. I know. And, and I know. List. To be yeah. honest, you kind of got to watch Karate Kid two as well. No, and, seriously, and, and Karate Kid three, yeah. Uh, but not the uh, the Jaden Smith Karate Kid, please. not the Jaden Smith one, and also not the oh, um, uh, uh, the one where it was the next Karate Kid. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, I yeah, forget. yeah. Uh, Hillary yeah. Swank, not not the one with Hillary yeah, Swank. Yeah. But but because there's the there's this little bit where you know he's being very anti Cobra Kai, and uh, they're like, "Why are you being like this? Why are you?" And he's like, "Because I I was once in Cobra Kai." Which he was in, in Karate Kid 3. He did some training with Cobra Kai. Oh, my so, God. And they cut to some of those scenes. And I'm like, oh, God, I remember this scene. And they, right, they do the okay. flashbacks and fan service extremely well. Okay. I'm going to have to check this out. I have it's to so check good. this out. I have oh, to check mate, this out. It is, it is definitely. Karate Kid is like a cultural milestone for like people people of a certain age, let's be honest. Oh, yeah. And that's that's the great thing that with the, with, uh, the Johnny character is that he's definitely still sort of stuck in the eighties. He, he still refers to women as babes, uh, and uh, you know he he still had like the old muscle car that like he always used to have. He, and there's a wonderful bit where it, like there's a, the, the kid that he's training, and it, mm. this is a great relationship he has with yeah, his yeah, kid. Yeah. Uh, and his phone goes off, and then afterwards he says, "Change your ringtone to something like Guns N' Roses." And the kid's, <laughs> and the kid says, "What's Guns N' Roses?" <gasps> and he says, "I'm going to pretend you didn't say that." But then, like, the next episode, his phone goes off and it's rock music. And he goes, what was that? And he goes, oh, it's Rat. And he's like, Rat? And he's got this such a proud, happy look on his face. like, Rat? And he's like, yeah, after you said something about Guns N' Roses, I went on a crazy guitar rock uh, hole. And, like, there's so much good stuff. And he's like, 
I like you, kid. <laughs> Brilliant. Love it. Love it. I'm going to check it out. That sounds dude, amazing. Dude, it's so good. It's Excellent. So good. I'm so excited about it. Oh. Um, so what else? I've been watching The Boys. Mm-hmm. The yep. Boys, uh, episode six, which I actually only okay. just watched today. Really good. Haven't watched um, it yet. You haven't watched it yet. No, it's really good. Still got some gruesome deaths in there. Um, but uh, what's it? Um, I forget his real name, but Bobby from the X-Men is now in The Boys. Really? Oh, and the, and the funny thing is, he's got fire powers that he does with a Zippo. He's become the no, very thing he sought me. to destroy. <laughs> you either die a hero or live <laughs> long enough to see yourself become the villain. That is incredible. I, 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 I'm, I, I'm, I caught up to see uh, episode five. I haven't had a chance to watch episode six yet. Yeah. Um, oh, my God. The stuff that you described last week. Um, uh, the face like, ripping. <laughs> don't think anything could have prepared me for that face ripping like no, it's pretty it pretty was like, full on wasn't it it was yeah, very full on and then like the seat the sex scene like <laughs> laser my tits what <laughs> like she demands what? it you know? yeah like, like proper like oh my god but i, I like did a bit of research into because I've, I've not read the comics, but I did a bit of research into the comics. Have you? Do you know much about the comics? Well, Stormfront was a dude in the comics. Yeah, Stormfront's a dude, but like also Homelander was a result of like, like it, it, it turns out Voight reuses the DNA of old uh, superheroes. Okay, so that's so gonna, they made yeah, Homelander yeah. from Stormfront's power. So I like the thing is, it's like they've, they, they've said that like obviously the the, the the TV series has been very different from the comics. It's more a case of this is a TV series that um, leans on the comics. Yeah. As like opposed, did, I guess. Yeah, yeah. As opposed to being a carbon copy of the comics. Yeah. Um, so it'll be interesting to do because one of the things that turns out uh, I read, um, a spoiler alert for anyone who's reading the comics, uh, I don't think they'll do this in a TV series. But one of the things is uh, Black Noir. Yeah. Do you know who Black Noir is? No. Or in the comics? No. In the comics, he is a clone of Homelander. Ah, uh, makes sense. Yeah, so he's he, he's he's there to... Basically, he's there as a kill switch. So that if Homelander ever got out of control, Black Noir could step in and take down Homelander. I wonder... I wonder I'd, I'd imagine they probably don't do that. There's a thing that kind of is bothering me with the whole Stormfront storyline at the moment, though, which is because yeah. Stormfront is uh, savagely racist. Oh my God! Right, savagely racist. Liberty. Uh, ah, yeah, yeah, and and uh, but she is currently reporting to Mr. Edgar, and he he is he ain't a white man. Mm. He ain't a white man. So I wonder what's that relationship's all about because she be seems in- quite loyal to Mr. Edgar. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. Well, I, I, yeah, I I think unlike Homelander, I think she sort of understands the the Voight sort of relationship with to her powers and stuff mm. like that, yeah. and her, her her thing. So I think she maybe understands it a little bit more. I think she's I think she's you know she's she is a racist, no doubt about yeah. it. Uh, but I also think like it's very clear from these first in these opening episodes that she is beyond clever like conniving like she knows how to survive um and i think she knows how to manipulate people and i you know it's 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 dangerous it's going to be interesting to see what you know you're going to learn who she is soon you're going to yeah as in i've learned who she is now so yeah yeah you're going to learn that and it's cool very very cool it's very cool well i look forward Um, to watching that episode yeah now before i go on uh i have i have something i'd like to sort of read out Oh, to, okay. uh, to our to our listeners, I'm trying something here. Whether it makes the cut, we don't know. But 
I, 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 I wait with bated breath. So this is, I'm just, I'm going to read this. I'm going to read this. So, <clears throat> excuse me. I'm just going to have a little sip of my drink. Hold on. Mm-hmm. Go for it. You, you do what you, you do you. Oh, it's delicious. Anyway, <laughs> right. What is it? Uh, it's Australian port. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Of course. I, it's not allowed to be called port, though. That's yeah, a, that's I feel. I, I feel like now, like, uh, should you be wearing your smoking jacket? <laughs> should you be uh, by a fireside with a? Look, our listeners, listeners, I'm wearing a smoking jacket. All, <laughs> as far as you're concerned, that's what I'm doing. Okay, go on. Okay, I have my letter. So, dear listeners, I am a Star Trek fan a Star Wars fan, a Marvel fan, a DC fan, a sci-fi fan, a fantasy fan. I love comic books. I love video games. And one thing I'm immensely thankful is when Rick asked me to join him on this podcast to talk about all of those things at length and uh, in extreme nerdy detail. The Geekatorium is a wonderful outlet for me, and I'm grateful to the listeners when they comment, join in on our discussions and debates and all of those lovely things. And it's you listeners whom I'd like to ask a favor from, because what is a geek? Are you a geek just because you know Starship classes in the Federation? Am I a geek because I know that a character in The Flash is from a parallel dimension because of a tiny detail in their hair? Possibly. Is it geeky to know and love everything about a specific TV show, something that happens to tick all the right boxes when it comes to not just being entertained, but you learn something as well? Dear listeners of The Geekatorium, I'm now going to talk extensively about one of my favourite TV shows, the Great British Bake Off. <laughs> and I'm not apologizing at all for it. I like cooking. I'm a cooking geek. I like gadgets, paraphernalia. I have a knife set in the shape of an X-Wing, an R2-D2 cookie jar, Deadpool salt and pepper shakers, and a lightsaber barbecue set, uh, tong set. The Bake Off is geeky enough to talk about here. It is. And listen, the first episode of the new season included an Incredible Hulk reference, so it counts as geeky enough for the rest of this episode. <laughs> I was wondering where that was going to go. Uh, <laughs> I love it. So, I yeah, I've been it. watching The Bake Off, Rick. <laughs> yeah. Um, can I just say, um, Matt Lucas's intro to The Bake Off was perfect. Yes. It's <laughs> Boris Johnson. I was worried about, like, because I, do you know what? I When it moved to Channel 4 and we lost Mel and Sue, I was like, it's not going to be the same. It's like, there's no, there's no Mary Berry, there's no Mel and Sue. It's just going to lose a lot of heart. And it's nowhere near as good as it was on the BBC. I still think this BBC was a superior version. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But I do think uh, Noel Fielding and Sandy Togsvik really surprised me with how yeah. the, good they were in their chemistry. Absolutely. So when Sandy left, it was like, oh, God, no. And like, I'm not going to lie. I've not been the biggest fan of Matt Lucas for quite a long time. Mm. Holy crap, did he knock it out of the park. He was so good. He was He was funny. brilliant. And Sincere. it was a tough episode to start with because they're all living in a bubble. Mm, yeah, he was just brilliant. And he was funny. He was sincere. He was, it was just everything we needed. And it was just, and he was such a great counterpoint to Noel Fielding as well. Mm, yeah. And I, I, he, he did so great. I, I just, I really enjoyed the episode. I thought it was so much fun. The wrong person got uh, kicked off the episode. But yeah, yeah, that tends to you, happen a lot. Yeah, that you tends know who, to happen a yeah. lot. We but, all know who it should have been. We know who it should have been. Uh, what the, uh, the 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 guy with the glasses and beard? Oh, I thought the lady, the lady who did really bad. In oh, the the the, yeah. uh, the 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 mature lady that made the ambulance. 
<laughs> yes, yes, the ambulance lady. Yes. Um, that was, um, yeah. Mm. I think, yeah, but I, I mean, if she'd had a little bit more time, that Bob Marley cake would have looked a lot better. Uh, I, I, you know, Paul did have a point that he was famous for his voice and he didn't even have a mouth. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. I, I, I get that. He I looked like that. Kit Fisto. <laughs> <laughs> he did. He did. Just before Palpatine uh, yeah. gutted him. Yeah. Uh, I think, like, I found last season the the uh, the, the standard was pretty low. No mm. one did anything that really blew me away last no, year. No, no, And then I agree. I think the standard straight away is much better. Like to, to do the first episode and they're having to make busts. I was like, wow, okay. Yeah. And they I did mean, quite good I job. mean, the busts were all pretty, like there was none that really stood out as amazing. Like they all no. stood out, they, they were all a bit ropey. But The Charles Darwin one was all right, but that's because it's supposed to look like stone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, bless the girl who did the um, the... Oh, what's it? The uh, David, David Attenborough. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah because yeah. like, also, I, I think she was robbed of Star Baker this week. Uh, she solely should have had it. Um, yeah, she did knock someone else's cakes onto the floor. I know it was it an accident. Was, but... <laughs> it was an accident. It was an accident. accident but... Don't be harsh. <laughs> but yeah, no, uh, you, you're allowed to talk about Bake Off. We're allowed to talk about Bake Off on this. Yeah. No one has to defend their interests um, because screw you. Bake Off is amazing. Bake Off is great. And as I said, like, what makes a geek? You know, it's a geeky thing, like, to be into cooking and uh, to, 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 to be well into a TV show. I'm not yeah. saying that, like, you know, I'm not a Love Island fan. I'm not going to say, let's oh, make this the oh, Love Island God podcast. No. no. But, uh, but there's something about Bake Off. It's warm. It's safe. It's something that we need in 2020. <laughs> oh, my God, right? Oh, it just, it just felt familiar. It felt like putting on uh, a comfortable jumper that's been sitting in the cupboard waiting for winter to come. And you put it on, you go, oh, it's warm. I remember this warmth. I remember the softness. Yeah, that's, that's what Bake Off felt like. And I'm, I'm with you, man. We can talk about Bake Off. I... As I said, I think the wrong person got Star Baker and I think the wrong person left. But I think that happens pretty much every week on Bake Off. And I totally agree with you about the standard. I think this week, the first week, I was like, wow, these are these are high standards. And yeah. also, so the other thing is like it wasn't that it was just that it was low standards. As you said, nothing stood out. It was all very safe, a little mm. bit bland last year. Yeah. Whereas like some of the rest, some of the flavors they were throwing out were like, what? You're putting that and that together? Good on you. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, like, like, this is interesting. I like it. So, no, I'm with you, man. And, and you know what? I, we're going to talk about Bake Off every week. Yes. Fantastic. <laughs> I'm excited about this. I'm excited. Yay. An outlet for my, for my baking fandom, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I, I have baking fandom. As in, not I don't have baking fans. I, I am a baking fandom. Yes. I understand. I understand. Anyway, what have you been watching? What have I been watching? Uh, so I caught up mostly with the boys. Uh, as I said, I'm up to this episode five. I need to watch episode six. Brilliant. Oh, mm. my God. Um, just absolutely loved it. Um, I have been watching... Uh, I'm up to date with Ted Lasso again. Yeah. Uh, which, again, it just continues... Right. Seriously, you need to watch it, right? Mm. No first season of a sitcom has the right to be this good from the offset. Like, it's obscene, right? It's like it's in its fourth season. Like, wow, you know what I mean? Okay. Like, it's just like, it's hit the ground running and it hasn't stopped. And you're just, I'm just like, 
what the hell? Like, this is, like, I watched the last episode going, this is, like, this, why is this so good? Like, it, is, it just doesn't make, like, every every sitcom I've watched, the first season is always a little bit ropey. There's, all, like, the character, they're trying to find the characters out. They're trying to do this. And like, this one, everything is perfectly formed. There's something that happens in this episode as well. And it's, like, Actually, and it's not just this episode, but like it's a buildup of something that happened. And there's a, another thing that built up in the last, previous episodes. But it's like they don't spend like, let's spend two seasons doing this will they, won't they thing. Or like, you know, teasing along what could happen. No, they dealt with it, made a joke about it, made a lovely touching moment about it and moved on to the next story. And it's just like, this is brilliant. This is everything I want from a sitcom. Like, and it's just... It's so heartwarming and so lovely. And I, I swear I've got this one episode left this season... And I'm gutted because I want to watch more of it. But I'm so glad because it has been renewed for a second season. Fantastic. And like it deserves it. It is one of the best things I have watched uh, this year. Full stop. Like awesome. it is stunning. I'm watch it. I do have Apple TV. I've, I've yeah. never really watched anything on it. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, I've got You'd it. enjoy For All Mankind. You would enjoy that. Oh, really? Yeah, you would really There was really also that program C as well. Mm. You know, the, the I would program. recommend uh, For All Mankind over C. But... Um, mm definitely watch Ted Lasso it is absolutely exquisite and I love it I love I've it I've so only much. heard good things about it so yeah, yeah. no I'll, yeah, I'll, brilliant. I'll, I'll check it um, out I'll check it out what else have you been watching two uh, so there's a couple there's going to be very quick with things right because I, I actually have ended up watching a lot this week cool. uh, I texted you the other day um, I have now watched 600 episodes of The Simpsons <laughs> do you understand life the universe and everything now I mean my skin is turning yellow and not just because I'm Filipino right <laughs> oh man it's like, oh, I have watched so much Simpsons. It's incredible. Like, I, they genuinely feel like my second family now. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm going to be sending them Christmas cards this year. Like, it's, <laughs> it's, it's mad. And I say I've gone through the trip, like, where it's, I still actually stand by that the, the later seasons are so much better than the mid seasons. Um, I'm okay. actually like, I'm really, really enjoying it again. Like really enjoying it. Um, and I saw the side of a bus the other day that said new episodes are coming in November. So mm -hmm. I am very, very, very excited about that for the first time in ever. Like, like genuinely, it was one of these things like I never used to be excited about new episodes of The Simpsons. Like, oh, there's more episodes of The Simpsons coming. I stopped watching that around season 19 <laughs> because it was it, it, because around season 19, it was awful. It was not good. But now I'm like, I I look forward to watching episodes now. I'm paying more attention to them again because they're actually enjoyable. So, yeah, 600 episodes of The Simpsons. 600 episodes of The Simpsons I have well, watched. Let me, hold on. I've got to work something out here. So that's 600 episodes of The Simpsons. On average, 21 minutes long. Yeah, that's what I... Oh my God. 12,600 minutes you've watched of The Simpsons. How many is that? What's that in hours? Divide that by 60. That's 21 divided by 600. <sighs> 21 divided, uh, sorry, 21 times 600. Yep. So 12,600 minutes. But then if you divide that by 60, would that give me the hours? Yeah, 210 hours. Now divide that by 24. Uh, you spent uh, over a week watching The Simpsons, 8.75 days. <laughs> if I watch them back to back, that's how long it would take me to watch every episode that I've watched. <sighs> Oh my god! Um, I oh my god! I've watched a week's worth of The Simpsons, uh, like literally. Oh, it's it's incredible. I I I, I the the uptaking quality of the last few seasons. Anyway, so uh, Simpsons, six hundred episodes of The Simpsons. I can't believe I've reached that milestone. Unbelievable. Um, so 
there are two other things I've watched. I finished watching a documentary series. I finished watching High Score. Oh, yes. I meant to ask you about this. Uh, how is it? Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. It's one of the best produced uh, documentary series I've watched in a long time. Uh, it's really interesting, really fascinating. Um, it's brought up things I just did not realize. Um, the how it moved, like the, the, the development of Star Fox, for example. Um, yeah, that was like was, the first 3D game, wasn't it? Exactly. Exactly. But the development of it is really interesting. How it came about, what they... So who developed it initially, how they pitched it, how Nintendo went mm, and actually and pushed it in the right direction so that we ended up with Star Fox because we could have ended up with something a lot different and probably wouldn't have been as good. Um, it is absolutely incredible. Uh, they, they We've spoken about Doom. We've spoken about um, just Sonic. Oh, my God. The whole, the, the, the whole thing about Sega. Wow. Did you? Right. So what was made first, the character or the game? I know this. I know this history. Uh, that uh, Sonic was um, that Sega wanted uh, a rival to Mario. Yes, and uh, they they were taking um, suggestions from from people. There were like there was like a competition that was going on, and one of the characters that was suggested was a moustached man, and they thought that looks a bit too much like Mario, and he ended up becoming Robotnik. So let me am tell I, you. Am I wrong with that? I don't know if you're. I don't know about the history of Robotnik, but they definitely went to the history of the character of Sonic. Okay, okay? yeah, but that's that's. I, I know that Sonic was one of the suggestions, but the Mustache Man was another. They well, they so, liked the Mustache Man, and then they were like, "Well, let's make him the bad guy." So yeah, this is a bit spoilery. Um, okay. If you're going to watch it, but mm-hmm. oh, it's, it's, it's it's a factual thing rather yeah, than exactly. That. Oh my it's gosh, not like, it's no right? twist. <laughs> so, um, they wanted to market the Mega Drive or the Genesis based on speed because it was a Ah. 16-bit machine versus an 8-bit of the NES. So they were like, our machine is faster than the the NES. So what they did was they wanted to create a game. What they wanted to do was create a game that showed off speed. That was their, that's the thing. Um, What they, so they, they were like, okay, what will Americans respond to that's fast? And it was roller coasters. Okay, interesting. The concept is all roller coasters, right? Yeah. Which is why you have the loops and the jumps and mm-hmm. the twists and everything like that, yeah? So they actually developed <laughs> the game first. They developed the game idea of let's have a character that goes from A to B as fast as possible, right? Mm-hmm. And in collect rings or whatever and stuff like that. The character of Sonic came about afterwards. Initially, at one point, they thought about having a panda. <laughs> genuinely like and in the end it ended up i can't remember the exact reason why it ended up being a hedgehog but it ended up being a hedgehog um and yeah it was just it was absolutely like watching that's like this is incredible like absolutely incredible then they spent ages talking about like because one of other sega's one of the sega's main aims as well was as well as creating a rival to mario was to take on sports games so sega were the first one to have real good sports games not just sport games because like nez had sport games but they were a bit naff Mm. Uh, but Sega put all the development into Madden, oh, uh, right, American yeah. football. Through and at the time it was you know and, and it still is EA Games, Electric on Electronic Arts. But they were a fledgling company, and Sega put a lot of effort into them to make Madden. It was absolutely incredible, really interesting to watch. Really, really, 
worth it if you've got if you've got an interest in video games you want to learn a little bit more then absolutely watch it because i just i just loved it it was and i felt i just i felt like i learned so much about stuff that i'd played as well like i, I was so familiar with all these games as a kid but to hear the um the 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 the, the, un, the backside of them to hear how they developed just brilliant so yeah check Excellent. that out love it um, I will, I will, i'll check that out the last thing I want to talk about that I watched um, is something that a lot of people have been watching um, and, you know, it's had, it's had a reaction. Um, and I didn't have the reaction that everyone seems to be having to it, right? Um, which is, oh, my God, I need to switch off my social media. Um, I watched The Social Dilemma on Netflix. Okay, heard so, of this. so this is a documentary series. Uh, not a documentary, it's just one-off documentary, not a series uh, that Netflix um, have. It's good. It's interesting. Mm. It's very, very interesting. However, it's nothing I haven't heard before. Right. Right. It's like, you know, it's nothing that I didn't already know about social media and about, um, you know, all the how persuasive it is, how the, uh, you know, how, how terrible it is, how it uses algorithms um, to, to try and get you to buy shit that you don't need and also like how to polarizes you how it polarizes people into thinking the left is the, the good and the bad and stuff like that yeah 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 i watched it going i can see why people would be shocked at this but i thought this was common knowledge i thought we already knew this but then it also shocks me then i like thinking oh wait a minute my little social media bubble that i've created mm -hmm. tells me this it reinforces me and i was like oh my god ah um but it was like inter it's interesting to watch. It's very slickly put together. It's very well put together. Um, but like it has like the you have in uh, interviews with uh, former workers from Facebook and Google, Instagram, all of them, which are very telling and very scary. Um, and then you have this. They have like this fictional story going on at the same time, um, which is kind of creepy um, and sort of shows how bad social media can be. Um, and it's really weird as well because it's got like some big name actors in it, which is really cool. Uh, well, I say big name, but recognizable actors. You, yeah. you, you go, I recognize you. Can't remember from what, but I recognize you. Um, and so it's, 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 it's interesting. It's, it's worth the watch, but like a lot of people that I know have been watching it have been coming out going, oh my God, I need to delete my social media. And I'm like, well, yeah, but I thought we already covered this. Yeah. And it's not telling me anything new. Didn't also, tell anything like, new. At this point, it's too late. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> exactly. The though there was an interesting interview. That one of the guys they had on was the guy who basically created the algorithm uh, for discoverability. Um, and he's like, "I'm disgusted with how it's being used now." Interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. But it's like I, I also. Out. I read like like algorithms have really been fascinating because I read another. Um, I read a BBC article about. Um, uh, why Netflix shows get cancelled after like two seasons and stuff like that. Yeah. And again, it's all to do with algorithms. So like, and it's to do with like, you might be, a, a show might have a cult following, but because it hasn't had enough engagement within the first 28 days or the first season, then they go, no, it's done. And it's incredible. And that's why people are doing things weekly now instead of a, uh, to binge in one week. Uh, exactly. Binge one weekend. Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. It's exactly, there's a lot of it is because of that. That's why things like, like Dark Crystal has just been um, yeah. cancelled and stuff like that. And people, and, and that's like why YouTube cancelled uh, Cobra Kai only for... Uh, well, no, here's an interesting thing about the, um, the move of Cobra Kai. They'd finished 
filming season three. Mm. Like when they were filming season three, um, which hasn't been released yet, when they were filming season three, they were still in the idea that they were doing it for YouTube. Yeah. But during the filming, um, someone went up to them and went, listen, uh, this season has ended up costing a lot more than we were anticipating. So we're looking for another home for the, the show. Wow. And they didn't even know that it was going to move to Netflix. They just knew it was going to move. But at the, at the time, they're in the middle of making it. So it's like, yeah, yeah. What, what, what can we do? Well, as long as we can make it. Uh, I think it's because one of them, uh, there's there's some filming in Japan, so it's ended up being uh, too expensive. But well, yeah, no, I, I know what you're saying about like these cancellations and algorithms. Sometimes as well, it's purely about money. Where oh, if, yeah, if yeah. it's for a third season, people want, want to renegotiate their contracts. They want to up their pay. They're, they're now actually regulars. So they're not just like freelancers. They now have like a consistent job. So yeah, that yeah, means yeah. like unions and certain, you know, insurances that, that, the price goes up and they're like, yeah, you know what? It's just not worth it financially. Let's just cancel exactly. it. And they pull um, the plug. Well, there you go. So that's what I've been watching this week. Nice stuff. Nice. What have you been, what have you been playing this week? I've only been playing one thing and that's sort of mm. catching up with where I was on Jedi Fallen Order. Hey, how's it been? It's been all right. Um, uh, I, I, I'll be honest. I have succumbed and just I've, I've just left it on easy now. Uh, <laughs> and uh, I'm having a great time. I'm having Excellent. a great old time with it. Oh, I, how I, lovely. I feel like I can like actually play the game. You know, yeah, 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 yeah. call me a cheat, call me a loser, call me whatever the fuck you like. But it's I'm I'm now enjoying the experience. Uh, yeah. and finally I've up I've I've got an updated ability. Mm, uh, okay. I, I can't I, I don't just force push, I can force pull. <gasps> so and that has been, pardon the pun, a game changer. Uh <laughs> so, <laughs> Excellent, good stuff. So, um, which means, like those times where, if I'm like uh, going down one of those slides that I was complaining about, and mm. I have to jump off the end of a slide and grab a rope, I can I can pull, pull the rope, the rope, rope to you. Yeah, pull the rope towards me while I'm in midair. And that's, I have to say, so you feel like such a don. You feel like so brilliant. But you're like when you there's a, there was a bit where I was like running on one wall, then jump to run on the other wall, jump to run on the other wall, then jump off of that pull the rope towards me, jump to the next rope, pull that rope towards me, and then land on a platform. I was like, I am the man. Brilliant. It felt great. Uh, and yeah, I've been, uh, I ended up, there was a bit where I thought a boss uh, got the better of me. Yeah. It was like, all of a sudden I got uh, sort of, not right. so there was a sequence here. There was a sequence of events where I did the thing that I was supposed to do. And it's yeah. like, right, now go back to the ship. And I look at the map and I'm like, oh my God, I am so far away from the ship. Yeah. So, so far away from the ship. And looking at the map, you're like, this is chaos. The map is pretty bad because it's mm -hmm. all holographic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it doesn't look clear where you've really got to go. And I'm like, am I on this level? Am I, like, I don't know. So I'm on my way and I'm getting a bit lost and I end up back where I start. And I'm like, oh, let's do this again. So I'm going through, I'm going through. And then I finally end up somewhere. I was like, oh, this, I've not been here. And then I get ambushed by this guy called a droid hunter. And I'm like, okay, this is quite hard, but I've mm -hmm. got it, I've got mm -hmm. it. But then he, he captures me with like a, 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 a rope thing that ties me up and electrocutes me. Yeah, and I was like, yeah. oh, I've, I've just died. I was like, oh, shit. I was like, I haven't, I'm not too far from the safe point. This will be fine. But then I wake up and there's a cutscene. I'm like, oh, 
oh, I was meant to lose. <laughs> it's like, oh, ah, I was meant to lose. Okay, it's yeah, part yeah, yeah, of the story, you. okay. <laughs> and all of a sudden it gets very Thor Ragnarok and I'm in like a gladiator arena and there's a giant hologram telling me I've got to fight. Brilliant. Um, I was like, all right, okay, this is all very Ragnarok and they get my lightsaber because uh, they took it from me and then they give it back and then I just fight a bunch of creatures. Uh, and then there was a really tense moment where I finally catch up with the woman who took me in and, and I confront her and say, oh yeah, I met that uh, old Padawan of yours. You give her up to the Empire. And she's like, uh, let's not talk about this now. And he's like, okay, we'll talk about it later. I was like, no, 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 please talk about this now. Oh my God. <laughs> please, please. Amazing. I really want to know what's going on. So it's, it's been... It's been good. I've got a little further in the story. I'm still engaged in the story. Uh, and as long as I keep it on easy, I enjoy playing the game. Cool. Sounds good, yeah. man. Yeah. What are you playing? Um, what have I been playing this week? Uh, so obviously, all my game playing has been on uh, Twitch. <laughs> because yes. I see I live on there three days a week now. Um, so, um, first of all, uh, Batman Arkham Knight. Let's just talk about it. Are you getting a little better at it? <sighs> I you love the game. Met the Arkham Knight yet? No, I, I've met the Arkham Knight. Oh, okay, good. I've met the Arkham Knight. Listen, I love this game. I love it. 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 I love the. I love the story. Mm-hmm. I love the atmosphere. I love the fighting mechanics. I love the detective mode, and actually, you actually have to be a detective in this. Yeah, I love that. I love all that stuff. I love the open world where I can just sort of do this and then this and then this. I can like, it was like, oh, you can do this mission or you can go do this mission, which is this distance away or whatever. You can do what you want when you want. It's all ruined by the Batmobile. (laughs) This game would be a solid nine out of 10 the Batmobile brings it down to three out of ten for me. Really? Like, that low? Oh, it's no, it's so bad because I can't not use it. I have to use no, the Batmobile. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm forced to use it. And the very fact that I'm forced to use something that is genuinely a horrible experience to use really takes me out of the game. Like every time it's goes like you now go de- you now need to go get the Batman. It's like there's I I got across to an island at one point, right, to get the Riddler. Uh, and get Catwoman and, and like genuinely the scene with Catwoman and Batman where you can switch between your characters and have great. double takedowns it's fantastic I love it now you have to go collect the Batmobile I was like you fucking what I have to go collect the vehicle that so far in this game has just come to me automatically like like I'm you, you, I have to like, like I'm searching through some multi-story car park, like just with my keys going beep, beep, where the fuck have I parked, right? It's genuinely like, this is heartbreaking. Like how they can create this really amazing follow-up to the Arkham series. Amazing follow-up to the Arkham series. I'm, you know what? I'm like, you're right. There isn't like that, that scene that I got annoyed with where I had to put the canisters in really slowly. This only happened once, right? And I get why it happened now. It's all about the storytelling there. I get it. And to get you sucked into the game. So it's a shock, a genuine shock when the Joker appears. And I love that. And now, now I appreciate that for what's happening in the story. I love that every so often I'll turn around and the Joker will just appear. I, I, I swung up onto a rooftop at one point and I was like, just minding my own business. And suddenly Man Bat jumps out at me. I, my controller goes th- flying off because I'm like, oh, the, 
is that right brilliant it's, it's so good when that no, happens but it's so good and i because you get sucked in and then it goes go back to the batmobile i'm like no why would you why would stop. you why would you do this to me and say, oh, you have to now do this and you have to park the Batmobile in this exact spot. Otherwise, it won't trigger the next scene. And it's just so frustrating that they've added something that, that they take. They've added in something that takes away from the atmosphere so badly. And it's and they force you to do this. And it's I just it's made the game almost unplayable for me. Like I really love every aspect of the game apart from the fucking batmobile and when i talked about earlier about the batmobile like I, we, we spoke earlier about like just off you know before this like how iconic the 1989 batman vehicles were right and ever since then i feel like a lot of batmobiles have just been tanks this is the fucking pinnacle of bad batmobiles like oh there's a battle mode that you can't really move in and it's so slow and cumbersome and it's like oh but it gives you more control and you're like i i, I don't want more control i just don't want to fucking use this batmobile like i, I can't I, I can't I, I can't deal with it it's really frustrating me and it's really genuinely taking me away from the enjoyment of this game and like I, I, I've been doing my Monday night streams with it and it's actually at the stage where I think I need to stop streaming this game because I'm getting so angry with the game that I think it's affecting my streams. <laughs> so uh, it's Monday night streams are no longer going to be back in an Arkham I'm just going to play it in my spare time and be angry at myself. Okay? That's, so, fair, that's fair enough. That's fair enough. That's, that's, that, 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 that's, that's the only thing I'm going to play. The other thing I've been playing this week is every Friday night, so last, uh, last night, so this, that's the night before we do our podcast record, um, I do retro gaming, uh, retro game streams, uh, play retro games. Uh, based on the uh, high score documentary, I played uh, Sonic Hedgehog 2. Oh my God, it's so good. It's the best it's one. It's so good. It still plays brilliantly. It's so fun. Um, best music. And it's, it's, just, it's just great. But it's brutal as well, because what it does is it lulls you into this false sense of security of the first few levels. You're like, oh, this is quite easy. I can get through this quite quickly. And then it just ramps up the difficulty. You're like, what am I doing? Um, and it's brilliant. I love that it does that. And it's it's unforgiving. You've got limited lives. It's like you really have to know what you're doing to play the game. So I really, really enjoyed that. Um, I played Star Fox. Um, and do you know what? It's a bit boring, isn't it? It's It's... It's impressive if you think about what came before it and what was around it at the time, but it's not aged well. It's not a game that I would go back and play again, if I'm being completely honest. I, I enjoyed it, but it was like, I'm not playing this again. Um, the other game I played... <sighs> I did not remember it being as hard as it was on the stream. I saw your clip on this. I played Parappa the Rapper. Yeah. Right? And I was like, oh, that's just a bit fun game. It's a kid's game. It's fun. It'll be like, it can't be that difficult. It can't be. It's fucking impossible. Yeah. I it's, never played it. It's really hard. I don't know if it's because I'm playing, I was using an Xbox controller, um, using an emulator to play a ROM on my computer. Maybe there's a bit of lag or a lag, you know, whatever. Regardless of that, it's just like, this is genuinely difficult. And it's this, this is one of the things I'm finding with doing these retro game nights is that the games that we loved are so much harder than we remember them. 
They are. Oh god, yeah. But they're so, but like also, it's to do with the fact that they're less forgiving. Like nowadays, and you play like um, you play Red Dead Redemption. If you die, you just respawn. Yeah. You if you play Halo, you die, you respawn. Like you just respawn. You might lose all your weapons or whatever, but that's no biggie. You'll get them all back in no time. You don't. You just respawn. 10 meters away from where you died whereas these games these retro games if you die that's it you have to start from the very beginning all over again well you'd have like five lives and three continues or something yeah. like that so. yeah but it's brutal absolutely brutal and very unforgiving and i'll be honest with you it's great i love it i really i'm really enjoying that because it's like it it puts more of um it, the games are more high stake that's that's that, that that's yeah. really it's it, it, the, the the higher there's higher stakes in the game because you can genuinely lose but parappa the rapper was so difficult so difficult it was so difficult that i ended up if you watch the clip uh, and you can see it on my on my own personal social media is that i had to use the intro scene to eight mile to psych myself up to try <laughs> that was and the make clip I saw. <laughs> yeah <laughs> mum's mum spaghetti mum's spaghetti <laughs> Luckily, I did actually pass the level after watching that clip. So it there worked. you go. It there worked. You go. So that's what I've been playing. That's what I've been playing this week. Wonderful. Good stuff. Yeah, Good stuff. Shall we do a Fantastic Five? Let's do a Fantastic Five. Fantastic Five. When your brain is in a twist, cause you've got to make a list of the best things of all time or the worst things we can find. Fabulous, phenomenal, fantastic five. So you came up got, with this one. Yeah, because you know what we've gotten really bad at is, is planning these. <laughs> I was like, do you have a do you have an idea? Do you have an idea? Because I'm a bit know, stuck. Do you know do you know when I've started coming up with these now is like when I'm out for a walk with my dog. So <laughs> <laughs> like it's the only time I have to think. I'm like, oh shit, we need to do a fantastic five. Alright, let's do five types of dog poo no uh, <laughs> five best dogs we should have done five best do we're doing five best not dogs next week we're doing five dogs five dogs from five movies dogs from geeky movies or just movies just movies Ooh. just from movies there's gonna be some crossover with this one but uh, yes. i call up um, <laughs> anyway so uh this week is five top five cameos yes. now we didn't, I didn't really define cameos, uh, which is a bit weird, because you could talk about a cameo being like an actor cameoing as themselves or an actor cameoing as a character that, you know, is famous in that universe or in another universe. You know, an example would be Jay Sherman, the critic, appearing in The Simpsons. Yeah, um, yeah. Notice that all my references are now The Simpsons, because <laughs> I've watched 600 episodes, 600 episodes of The Simpsons. I now know the, the, the great word of our Lord Homer Simpson. Uh, so, uh, yeah, it's... It could be that. Um, but we have got... I, I think we've just gone for a mixture, haven't we? Um, well, all so. of mine are... No, well, no. Mine are... Well, yeah. Mine are... Mm. Well, look. Let's just go for it. Which, yeah, it's cameos. Uh, Shall sh I go first and we'll finish with yours? Yeah, you go first. Okay, what have you got first? so my first cameo. It is very short. It's very short. But it was hilarious. And it does make sense story-wise. And that okay. is David Hasselhoff in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. David Hasselhoff. Yeah. Hey, look, it was nearly David Hasselhoff in SpongeBob's... Uh, 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 
SpongeBob SquarePants. I all of a sudden couldn't say it. Yeah. Um, but that movie, yeah, David Hasselhoff in that movie, great. But it makes such good sense in Guardians Volume 2 because when he's talking about how he used to tell his friends that David Hasselhoff was his yeah, dad. Yeah, 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 of course. And then for Kurt Russell, ego to turn into David Hasselhoff for that split second. One, fair play to David Hasselhoff for coming in for that one day and doing that. Fair play to him for that. I mean, he didn't just do that, did he? No, he did that brilliant song. Yes, exactly. He did so, that brilliant, brilliant yes, song. Yes, yes. Uh, which I believe James Gunn just recorded him singing it into his phone. I think that's how they got the vocals, tra- the tra- vocal track for that. Brilliant. Um, but it made sense, like for 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 the character who is is Star Lord's father, to turn into Hasselhoff, who Star Lord had told all his friends was his father. That sort of, it, it just, it was a very, it just made sense. It wasn't just for a cheap laugh. And don't get me wrong, it was a cheap laugh, but it made sense. And yeah, I just yeah, thought yeah, it yeah. wasn't just a wasted cameo with a blink and you miss it cameo. It was a cameo that did make sense story-wise. So that's why I've got that cool. in there. It's my number five. Excellent. I like that number five. That's a very good number five. What's your number five? My number five uh, comes from uh, Star Trek Nemesis. Okay. It's Janeway. Admiral oh, yeah. Janeway. Yeah. Like, it's just like, so, you know, Voyager had come to an end. Voyager had come back to the Delta, uh, from, back from the Delta Quadrant. Um, and we're now in Nemesis. And, you know, it's Captain Picard. And this is, it's, I like this cameo because it's, it's also a callback to uh, Generations mm-hmm. uh, in a way. Um, but I also like it because it's a, it gives a little bit more of an arc to Janeway as well. So, you know, what happens after Voyager comes back? Well, Janeway gets promoted to an admiral. And of course she would. She managed to steer a tiny ship, one of Starfleet's smallest ships, back from the Delta Quadrant. With And yeah, you know what? There were casualties and stuff like that. But actually minimal crew loss, if you think about the actual numbers. Yeah, true. Um, and managed to work under the guise of... I'm uh, not under the guys, but I managed to unite two vastly different crews of the Marquis and Starfleet mm-hmm. and get them to work together. Of course, she's going to become an admiral. Like, she destroyed the Borg. Yeah, she, yeah, yeah. She 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 rescued she seven got, of nine. She took on eight, species eight four seven two. She's like it's like the stuff that she's done. Like it, you know, Starfleet would look at her logs and go like, in seven years you achieved more than most captains did it would do in a lifetime. So yeah. she's absolutely deserves it so it's nice to see that sort of next step for Janeway but what I like as well is what it says for, about Picard because Picard is still captain of the Enterprise yeah 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 and it's it's something that Kirk says to Picard in uh, Generations you know they're on the horses and he goes captain of the Enterprise yeah thinking about retirement no let me tell you something don't do it don't let them take you off the fridge of that ship. Don't let them promote you. Don't let them. And it's like, and it's so clear by Nemesis, like that time, he's actually taking that on board. Yeah. And he's still clinging to that ship, the Enterprise. And it's only because of the death of Data that I think he actually eventually leaves the Enterprise because, you know, it's it's broken him. Um, and we've, you know, we find that out through the, the Picard series, but yeah, I, I think that, that little, that little cameo says so much more for those characters than it's just Janeway sending off, um, uh, Picard to go make peace to the Romulans. So there you go. I like it. Very nice. Yeah. Very, Number very five. nice. 
Number four. Number four. My number four is a bit silly, and again, sort of, it's a blink and you miss it. Um, and it's one of my only non-Marvel ones. <laughs> Go on. Uh, it is Huey Lewis in Back to the Future. Okay. Yes. Very good shout. It's just so great. It's just the idea of it, him playing, what was he, the principal? Uh, yes. Of, the, of, of Marty McFly's school. And Marty McFly is there on stage playing a Huey Lewis in the news song. And then he turns around to him and goes, well, it's a bit loud. Yeah. It's brilliant. <laughs> it's, it's, it's so, so good. It is, again, when I was a kid, had no idea. No idea. Mm. So, like, having then when you grow up and then you learn who Huey Lewis is and then you watch it that first time and you went, that is Huey Lewis. And that's great. It doesn't take you out of the film too much. No. Nope. Because nope. the film hasn't really got into the nitty gritty by that point. It's just a nice little... It's, it's a nice wink to the camera, little nudge. I like it. It's, it's, it's not... Obviously, I'm, it's not the best cameo in the world. That's why it's number four. But I really love it. Brilliant. Good shout, good shout. I like that as a number four. Mm. Yeah, What's your number I like four? that a lot. My number four uh, comes from uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Um, oh. And it's an interesting one because it's, it's, the, it's the return of a character. Okay. Uh, it's Angel in okay. the episode Pangs. So end of season three, Angel has left to go to LA um, and, uh, creates, and that's created the show Angel. Um, and what happens is that through that first couple of seasons, there's a lot of crossover of characters. They keep going back and forth. But this was the first one. This was Angel going back to Buffy um, to protect her based on the vision. And this is like, this is where you had, it's like one of the first times where you've had like two TV shows that were so crossed over. You kind of had to watch them one episode at a time, alternating to actually understand what's going on. And, you know, he's back in Sunnydale because of a vision that Glenn has had in LA that Buffy's in danger. So he goes back to uh he goes back to Sunnydale to 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 rescue her. But the thing is, he doesn't let Buffy know that he's there. He does it all in the background, but all the other characters find out that he's there. And I just love it because it's like it brings him back uh back into the series but very briefly without him actually being back in the series. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. But what it does as well is really well is it sets up the next few episodes as well because Buffy finds out and then she goes back to LA to, you know, be like, what the hell were you doing in my town? You know, and like it's, it sets up a really nice little arc there as well. So I like that. I, I thought it was a really good little cameo reason to have him into the ep in the episodes. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Very nice. There we go. Number four. That was number number four. three. Number three. This is a very quick one, but it's go probably it. one of the greatest cameos ever. It is Wolverine in X-Men First Class. Oh, my God. Hi, I'm Professor X. He's like, hi, I'm Charles Xavier. Hi, I'm Eric Lynch here. Go fuck yourselves. Fuck yourselves. Done. Love it. Perfect. It's yeah. One, like, you don't need too much, like, background knowledge. At this point, at this point in the world, if you don't know Hugh Jackman is Wolverine, you, you like, are probably... You don't know Joy. You don't know Joy. You're probably only, like, three hours old. You know, yep. it's, it's, it's just stupid to think that Hugh Jackman would be anyone else in an X-Men film. Yep. It's true to the character. Mm -hmm. It's true to every single character there. They're, they're trying to do a good thing, and he's just like, nope, I've done all of this stuff, and now I've got metal in my body. Nope. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, nope. Actually, at that point, he would he have had metal? Oh, no, yeah, yeah he would have. He would have. It was the yeah, yeah. 
sixties. Oh no, you might. No, be right. no, he wouldn't have. No, he wouldn't he have wouldn't had metal have. in his no, body. You're right. So he would have just been a. He was just being an asshole. Mm. But so the fact that that cameo is then referenced in Days of Futures Past afterwards. Yeah. Uh, and you're right because he he has bone claws in Days of Future Past. So yeah, he 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 didn't. But it was the fact that he goes up to him and says, "You sorry, told sorry, us to sorry. fuck off." And, I'm just uh, going to quote Crichton for a second. Smug mode engaged. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Um, but yeah, all right. But yeah, it's it's a great cameo. Uh, it was a, it was a genuine surprise. It was a needless scene, but in a great way. Well, no, it was it was needless, but it made sense in the context because it was during the montage where they're. Yeah, yeah, you know, but recruiting. Like they, they didn't need to do it. That's what I'm saying. But no. the fact that they did was brilliant. Yeah, so, and yeah. it made sense because you would have wanted to recruit him to join their team. Mm-hmm. You would have wanted that, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. especially as everyone else that they recruited was like 16 years old. You know, yeah. it would have been good to have an adult on the team. Well, I mean, he's like what 100 years old at that point. Yeah, uh, but yeah, yeah. brilliant. No, that's that's my number Great three. It's, it's a short but sweet but very fun. Love it. Great shout. Love it. Cool. What's yours? Number three. Ready. So we're going to dip back into Star Trek again, mm-hmm. um, and specifically back into Voyager again. Um, it's The Rock. Yes, <laughs> he was in Voyager. Yeah, he's one of the. He was a fighter, wasn't he? Yeah, he was a gladiator. He was the gladiator. Uh, that was the name of his character, um, who fought Seven of Nine. Um, and it's. Do you know what? It's not a great episode. <laughs> Why was that episode there? That episode was there to promote wrestling. Uh, that's yeah. all. That episode was there. It was. It was a promotion shot, but. It's the rock. So ultimately, like I don't, I don't need to say much more. You put the rock in something, I'm going to watch it. It just sort of shows going... that Voyager was America's version of the Bill. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so no, there you go. That's my number three because I just I loved it. I loved it. Cameo. It's good, and I it's... and I love watching it back and going, it's the rock. You just he made me think so of another uh, a cameo that would have been quite good, and that's. Um, See, not that good because I've forgotten the character's name, but the gardener, the gardener from Starfleet Academy who appears Boothby. in Voyager. Boothby. Boothby. There was a, there, I'll be honest with you, with this number three, there was there were two I was torn between. It was either The Rock yeah. or Tom Morello. Yes, yes. So Because he, he appears in Voyager as well. So And Iron know. Man. Yeah. Ah, yes, he does. Yeah. yeah. So there yeah. you go. That is my... But he has um, a speaking role in Voyager, yeah. Um, that's my number three number your number two my number two my number two following the same theme as the last one it is pretty much all of the X-Men cameoing (laughs) in Deadpool 2 (laughs) ha ha yeah 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 at the the end sequence huh the end sequence no no it's it's in the middle of the movie (gasps) oh no yes where he's wheeling around the mansion and he's like I can't believe that I I didn't even get more in the budget to include these guys in the film and they're there behind him and they slowly close the door close the door James McAvoy's there Beast is there Cyclops is there it's it's a brilliant gag uh a, a nice sort of nod go no no we could afford them we just didn't want to include them kind yep. of <laughs> it, it's yeah, just it's a great. joke that works um I, I again i just i like that breaking the fourth wall kind of cameo i loved it thought it was great brilliant perfect that's a great one mm. good shout thank you good shout What's your number two so my number two could have technically been in the first one of the series but i, I i'm including it for the second of the series um, it's Bill Murray in Zombieland 2. You know what? I haven't seen Zombieland 2. I didn't realize he was in the second one. Brilliant. That's great. So, 
I'm sorry, man. I'm going right. to have to talk That's spoilers right. here, worry. okay? I knew he so, was in Zombieland 1 before I saw Zombieland, so it's fine. So he was in Zombieland, and he's brilliant in Zombieland. Uh, he's Bill Murray. He's just Bill Murray being Bill Murray and doing Bill Murray things. Um, and you can totally picture Bill Murray trying to scare someone by pretending to be a zombie. Yes. Um, and dying the way he did. It was like, yeah, that's, that's Bill Murray. Like, it was just brilliant. So, but he's dead. So he dies in Zombieland. He's a, he's dead. He's gone. There's no, but he appears in Zombieland too. How, you might ask. I do ask. How? It's a flashback. Ah. Uh-huh. So what they do is that after they, they've told the story of Zombieland 2, by the way, I love Zombieland 2. Oh, that's another thing I watched this week, Zombieland 2. Uh, <laughs> and I loved it. Um, but um, it's, uh, he appears in Zombieland 2 in a flashback in the post-credits, in the, in the mid-credits sequence. Right. And what it is, is essentially how Bill Murray survived the initial attack of the, um, of the zombie apocalypse. Right. Okay. Yeah. And it's so good. It's just, it's so, so funny. Um, and it's like, and it comes at the hit. It's the, the situation he's in is that he's a, a press junket for promoting Garfield three. <laughs> I just tried not to spit out my drink then. Yeah, it's it's so much fun, and I absolutely love it. It's such a great cameo, and it's just and it's such a great nod to fans as well for fans of the Zombieland series to have him return in in a, in that role. It's just so good. That's so ace. yeah, that's, ace. that's my that's my number. Two. Incidentally, I did I had to change my number two there at the very last minute <laughs> because well, my initial number two was. Huey Lewis in Back to the Future. No! <laughs> I am sorry. It's I okay. Am sorry. I, just, I, I just thought it was a better cameo. Funnily enough, I was tempted to change it slightly and go, Huey Lewis at the Back to the Future reunion on the Jimmy Kimmel show. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh well, okay. well, there we go. These things happen. What's your, what's your number one? Well, my number one, I mean, look, how could I not include this guy? But obviously, I don't want to just say all of Stanley's cameos. I had to pick one. I had to you pick. Did. I had to you pick. You did one. have to pick one, yeah. And you know what? The one I picked probably not going to be everyone's favorite, but it's Go my on. favorite for a reason. I nearly picked uh, Spider-Man PS4 game. I nearly picked the game that he cameos in that yes. because it's it's, okay. it's just a wonderful cameo. It made me cry. But um, I've picked Stanley's cameo in Captain Marvel. <gasps> oh, that's a good one. The reason being... That's such a good one because it breaks the fourth wall of the movie. Not just that. I mean, what it does is because in that scene, and I've, there's, there's a couple of stories I want to... Well, not a couple of stories, but there's a couple of little bits I want to mention with this. Because um, he in that scene, he is reading the, the Mallrats Mall script. Yeah. And uh, as it turns out, because uh, Kevin Smith, uh, obviously the writer and director of Mallrats, and if you've not seen Mallrats, do see it. It's very good. Mm. If you're a nerd, if you're a geek, it's it's right up your alley. And um, they, Kevin Feige got in touch with Kevin Smith to say, because they need his permission. They couldn't let it be a surprise. So they said, are you okay with this? And he's like, absolutely. But then they said, we got a favor to ask you as well. Because he's saying, like, stay, stay strong, true believer, is something that the Stanley is saying over yeah. and over again in Captain Marvel. He's like, stay strong, true believer, stay strong, true believer. And Kevin Feige said, do you have, because they, they assumed there would be, 
Do you have any audio from uh, unused takes? Wow. Because, unfortunately, Stanley's voice was just so frail that it just didn't quite cut it when they filmed it, so they were wondering if they could use some audio from Morat's. Uh, so that it was like, oh, you'll have to ask Universal. They're the ones that have got like, all of the, 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 the vaults, the, the archives yeah, yeah, for that. Yeah, of course. But, but that's, that story is not why Stanley's cameo is in Captain Marvel is the best. The thing that makes it the best is that Stanley reading a Mallrat script in Captain Marvel means that it's officially confirmed that Stanley exists in the MCU as Stan Lee, not yeah. as a watcher. Not yeah. as anyone else, he exists as Stan fucking Lee. And <laughs> I love that that's a, a thing. I love that. Yeah. I think that's it's perfect. perfect. All of his cameos are perfect, but that one just makes it a bit more perfect than the others. Love it. Love it. That's, oh, man. Oh, beautiful. Did I give you the Good feels? shout. <laughs> Good shout. That's, oh, man, how do you top that? So um, what's your number one? Oh, I'm going to top it now. Hey. Um, so, <laughs> no, it's not. Uh, no, my number one is a cameo that when it happened it was such a blink and you'll miss it moment yeah okay hit me um and it comes in the movie uh deadpool 2 (laughs) i know where this is going and it's the scene where the x-force led by deadpool jump out a plane And all proceed to die in the most horrific ways. It's a great sequence. It's a brilliant sequence. There's no reason. And the only people who survive are Deadpool, because he would. And uh, Domino, because, again, lucky. Right? And there is a moment where a character who we don't really see, because he's invisible, jumps out the plane. And his death involves slamming into electricity cables. At which point we see the actor playing said invisible man, which is Brad Pitt. Yep. <laughs> and it's such a, do you know what? It's, 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 you know, there's so many that I really, really wanted to use that, like, that are like that, you know, like Tom Cruise in um, Tropic Thunder. Mm-hmm. You know, those, the, the, those cameos where you go, oh my God, that's that person. Yeah. Right? But that wasn't, you know, Tom Cruise in Tropic Thunder isn't a cameo. It's him just under heavy makeup. Yeah. yeah? yeah. Um, the, the other one I can think of is um, Coming to America, uh, the Statler and Waldorf yeah, yeah, characters. Yeah. No, well, that's, that's, that's the Muppet characters. That's the matter. Yeah, but you know, <laughs> I know who you mean, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Those characters from um, uh, Trading Places appearing and coming to America yeah. again. Another one blinking. You know, it's like wow. But this one was just like no one knew it was happening, and when it did, it was just like it was. It was on par with the screen time. That it's like you know, you has an ongoing joke that how much screen time. George Clooney and Brad Pitt shared for a long time. Like everyone mm-hmm. joked about, like they, they're in every movie together for loads of things, like Ocean's Eleven, mm-hmm. Ocean's Twelve, Ocean's Thirteen, uh, and then a whole bunch of other movies. They were always together, and it was like this on-run joke that you know they always appeared in every movie together. It was on par with the shock of George Clooney shooting Brad Pitt in Burn After Reading. Yes, 
Oh, I forgot yeah. about that. That was a good yeah. film. Yeah. It's a great film, but also a great sort of like, here's the joke that they spend all their time on screen together. Nah, 10 seconds of time together. Less than that, yeah? That was what like this was like. It's like you've got this one of the biggest actors in the world appearing in your movie for less than three seconds. Yeah. And it's he did brilliant. it for a coffee, I think. Yeah. And I love that. I absolutely love that. And I love that as, that they did that. I love that he did. Yeah, as you say, he did it for like nothing. Um, so, no, perfect. That, that is a cameo for me. That is like the ultimate cameo. It was a toss up between the X-Men in Deadpool 2 and Brad Pitt in Deadpool 2. So I'm glad you went uh-huh. the other way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so am I. Yeah, so am I. <laughs> so brilliant. That's a great, no. fantastic five. I, you know what? It came together nicely at the end. It did. When your brain is in a twist Cause you've got to make a list Of the best things of all time Or the worst things we can find It's a fair and fabulous Phenomenal Fantastic Five And that's this week's podcast I uh, hope you enjoyed listening to it We we, we had a good chat We did it was, Yeah, it was fun Enjoyed that Enjoyed the top five It was Fantastic Five It was great But if you enjoyed it Make sure you hit subscribe uh, Please share this podcast with your friends and uh, leave a review on whatever platform you're listening to. Yeah. Also, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Keep up to date with what we're doing. If you disagreed with something that we did on the Fantastic Five, tell us what your Fantastic Five would have been. You know? Yes. Just tell us. Tell us what we got wrong. Tell us what we got right. And, tell us uh, what Matt got wrong. <laughs> <laughs> also, you can support us on Patreon. Uh, in, and in return for your support on Patreon, we've got lots of extras that we want to just give to you. We want to give it to you, but you have to be part of Patreon to do it. You have to subscribe to our Patreon. Now, you can find all the links for Patreon, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram in the show description. But also, you can Google the Geekatorium. Yes, you can. It's, that's how, how uh, easy. Easy. It's easy. yeah. It's 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 on a low difficulty setting. It's it's okay. not the hard setting on your games. Do you get an achievement award? You know what? Yes. Excellent. Just for Excellent. googling the Geekatorium, you will get a trophy. Oh, not well, a physical trophy, just one that exists purely in your heart. I'm sold. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.